Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the By Words Show. I'm so happy you're here and very excited for this episode today because we are diving into some juicy topics with my friend Callan, and I, I'm just so excited about this conversation. We were talking before about how controversial this one can be, but if you guys know me, you know I don't shy away from the hard stuff and the taboo stuff, so we're going to dive right into this. But before we begin, Callan, would you just introduce yourself to those who aren't familiar with you yet? Yes, of course. Hi, everybody. I'm Callan. Um, I am a boudoir photographer here in Fort Worth, and I'm just so excited to be here today. Hannah, I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show, and we're talking about just purity culture and the effects that it can have, and I hope that I'm able to do it justice. I know it's a big one. Yeah, I, I know it is a big one, but I'm really excited, and I think it's just really cool how you in your business and just through your social media, the conversations that you facilitated, because I know that you have probably experienced a lot of women and, and their stories and even maybe their own experiences with purity culture, which we're going to get into the body image part as well. But would you just tell us a little bit about your own story and how you got to where you are today and why boudoir means so much to you? Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, first of all, boudoir photography is photography um, centered around women's bodies. So uh, my husband and I actually started in photography six years ago, shooting weddings. And at the time I had no idea what boudoir photography was. So I had a bride, one of my first brides, I think my second wedding I ever photographed, she reached out and asked me if I shot boudoir. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> so she like sent me some Pinterest photos, right? And like, we're looking through them and I was like, wait, like it just called to me and I was like this, I want to do this. And so I think I offered her the session for free and I was like, I've never shot this before. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but let's give it a whirl. I think I'd really enjoy it. So we ended up photographing her. Um, again, this is six years ago and I fell in love and I was not very good <laughs> starting out. Um, but I, I wanted to be, and I wanted to connect with these women. And so from that point forward, um, I just started photographing the brides that would reach out. I never really promoted it. Um, I never promoted myself as a boudoir photographer. That was a scary thing for me to do because I realized the responsibility that came along with, um, that title. And so anyway, yeah, it kind of led me to this point of, I was photographing boudoir, my brides just very often. And then they would tell their friends and then I would start photographing people who weren't necessarily my brides. And it just got the ball rolling into, um, 2020 when after much thought and consideration and prayer and discussions with my husband and those people that I trust to tell me the truth, I was like, Hey, I want to promote being a boudoir photographer. I want to make this transition from weddings into full-time boudoir. And it was a scary thought process for me, honestly. But um, yeah, we ended up, my husband and I, thinking that that was a good idea for me. And I've been just sold ever since. I've, I've loved it. So that's what's led me here today to being a full-time boudoir photographer. I love that. And I, you are so good at it, which is just incredible. Like I just love just the care that you've taken for your craft. And it's just really beautiful even to hear the stories of the women who have worked with you and how empowering it is. And of course, I know from experience because I've worked with you as well, but I just think it's so cool what you're doing. And I, 
I can see how that would be kind of a scary thing to embark on, though, especially coming from a place of experiencing purity culture, because it could be very taboo and uncomfortable and just lots of mixed feelings about it. But what, as we're starting this conversation about purity culture, would you kind of just explain what it means to you and then how you've experienced it in your own life? I think purity culture was the church's intentions on really just showing God's love through purity and how he honors it and how we should honor it because the Lord honors it. And I think that maybe it just got away from them a bit from the church. Um, I think that purity culture has done maybe more damage than what the church had seen coming. Um, especially Hannah and yours and my generation. I feel like we grew up with, you know, the classic, especially with women, right? Like I'm not here to speak for men. I don't know exactly how they feel about the matter, but for women, it's like, you know, you have to wear certain things or you can't wear certain things. And we shouldn't really be expressing our sexuality and our bodies because that's not what the Lord would want. We're called to be pure. We're called to be um, daughters, right? And like, I feel like this, this term of like daughters versus sons has a very different connotation in the, in the realm of purity culture. And so I've just seen, and I've experienced in my, my own life, the, the detriment that has come from, I think, feeling a lot of shame that, you know, our bodies are not good until they are right. Like until we're married, until we have a husband right. that we can share our bodies with. And then that's a whole issue in itself. Right. Cause we're, we're, we have to like switch our, our mindset completely from growing up for however many years of thinking that this isn't a good thing. Like sex is not a good thing until it is. Our bodies are not good things until they are. And I don't know. I just feel like that's a huge mental shift and it, it's not an easy one to make. I totally agree with you. I do think it was from good intentions, you know, like the church wanting to protect us and, and help us know how to protect ourselves from the negative effects of sex out of context. Right. But I feel like for me, I also experienced the shame side of it. And it was also really confusing for me because especially becoming an adult after hearing things in elementary school, like I can't wear knee high socks because that's too sexual or, you know, don't have sex. Don't think about sex. Don't even, you know, like don't even touch the topic. And then you get married and you're just expected to love sex and want to have sex all the time and feel so good about it. For me, it was just, it was just too much. And it was like this weight of don't dress this way because you're going to cause men to stumble. And it's like your responsibility to be modest. And, and I felt like, even though it was good intentions, like wanting to protect us, maybe it just became this forbidden fruit. And it just, I don't know, it just got really confusing for me. Like, I don't know if you experienced that, but just for me, it really felt taboo to where I didn't even feel like I could talk to people about sex and sexuality and like the normal things that happen as we become teenagers and adults, like it all just felt like off limits. And so becoming an adult where I had to understand my body and sexuality and sex, especially in the context of marriage, like I didn't really feel set up for success, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. And after having several conversations with my husband who also grew up in the church, even more so than I did, 
it was so interesting for me to hear him talk about like anytime a guy's group like got together the first thing they would talk about is masturbation and pornography so it's almost like and they would talk about like the struggles and like it's okay like let's work through this together because you're dudes and you're gonna you're gonna look at porn and you're going to experience sexual feelings and like that's okay for y'all that's normal but let's hone that in into making that like making those feelings holy and that's how we're gonna do it so like after talking to my husband about that i was like y'all were literally like and they have their own issues right <laughs> with purity culture again i don't want to yeah. say that like <laughs> yeah. they just got the you know the good parts of it all all of that anyways but like it was just very eye-opening for me listening to him talk about his experiences growing up in the church and with pastors and things like that as a male because i never once in a small group or with my youth leader or anyone would talk about sex masturbation struggles with pornography like i i can guarantee you that there are so many more women in the church who struggle with pornography addictions than we even realize and i think it might be even worse for women because we feel like we can't talk about it yeah so it's very interesting it's a very yeah. like contradicting dynamic between men and women in the church especially growing up like what we were talking about in the purity culture realm because i loved what you were saying about we were held responsible for not we shouldn't dress a certain way or do certain things because we don't want to cause you know how many times i heard the word cause like we don't want to cause the men to think these certain mm -hmm. things we don't want to cause the men to stumble and what pressure and also on the other end talking about men in the church my husband after talking to him he was like it made me feel like an idiot it made me feel like i just couldn't control myself mm -hmm. You know, when I saw a beautiful woman or if I saw someone in a bikini, like I like I should be given more yeah. responsibility. And I was saying to him, I wish I didn't have as much responsibility. So I don't know what yeah. what the issue is with purity culture saying that all the responsibility is on the woman and none, almost none is on the man. Like, why can't we share that? Mm hmm. Yes. That's such a good thought because I do feel like in purity culture, I was just having a conversation with my friend about this recently. And I feel like with purity culture, nobody wins. It's like you said, like the guys feel like, I don't know, like, all, I don't know, like it can just feel like I feel stupid or I feel like it's all the women have the power to make us feel and do certain things. And then on women, it's like, you have this power, like you have to be responsible and it's just not fair on either side. And let me be clear. I'm not saying that I disagree with all of this and that we should just have sex with anybody at all times and disregard this. You know what I mean? Like there's truth and there is good in it. I just feel like we need to have a conversation as a church about the things where we got confused along the way and kind of missed it and took things out of context along the way, because I feel like even for, for my son and the next generation coming up, like I I've just become more aware and as an adult and as a mom, like I want to equip my kids and the generation that's coming to understand that sex is good. It should be talked about. It can be talked about. There are safe spaces for it to be talked about. And in the right context, it is a beautiful thing 
that actually glorifies God. And I have to say for the longest time, when someone would talk about like sex is an act of worship, or it's this beautiful, holy thing. Like I felt so uncomfortable about that and awkward because I was like, I was actually taught my whole life that sex is bad. (laughs) So it's just really confusing. And so, um, even the way it translates into body image, I know we've touched on this shame, but I'm just curious, especially for you, because you work with a lot of women and it's very body focused. Have you seen the effects of purity culture and that shame on women in their body image? Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think Hannah, that this is a huge motivator for me to continue on in my photography journey as a boudoir photographer because i'll be honest when i first started when i first announced like went public like this is what i'm doing and i believe so wholeheartedly in this um i got a lot i received a lot of backlash uh from friends from family especially family because i grew up in you know like I think that you did too, just in the Southern culture, the Bible belt, the, um, where again, you don't, you don't talk about sex. So, and you're, and I feel like my family and friends and people who I thought supported me, um, they, they, again, they were well-intentioned too right? Like, I don't think that they wanted to hurt me with words that they were saying to me, but I was very much condemned in a lot of ways. Um, I was told that I would make even some of my family members stumble, um, that my work was just in quotes, my work was straight up porn. Um, and how could I honor the Lord in doing what I'm doing? And that hurt and it hurt really bad because I think that I did have so much going into becoming public with this and I had so much prep and prayer and conversations with my husband and it was a serious endeavor for me. And I feel like when I did come out with, um, finally going this route, people dismissed it very quickly without even listening to what I had to say about it. And going back to your original question of have I seen women who have been affected specifically by purity culture and to shame about their bodies. Yes. So kind of going back into that now, um, I have seen more women cry happy tears in their reveal sessions after looking at these images of just their bodies. And I always ask them, like, are these happy tears? <laughs> you know, like, I'm really hoping these are happy tears. They always are. And yeah. <laughs> it never fails. These women will say, like, I just didn't know. I didn't realize the impact that these images would have on me. And they would then elaborate on the fact that, you know, they have, one, either been really hard on themselves, comparing themselves, their bodies to other people. But then I had a lot of women also come in saying, like, I've always viewed my body as not a good thing. And, and like, yes, I would have single women say this kind of stuff, but I'd even have married women come in and go, oh my gosh, I'm seeing my body in a whole new way and it's beautiful and it should be celebrated. And I am not ashamed anymore of it by seeing it in this new light. And it's amazing. It's amazing what 
I think just taking yourself out of your own perspective and seeing your body for what it is. And like, it is the Lord's creation. And I don't think anybody can deny that the woman's body is truly immaculate. Like it is beautiful and it was made beautiful for a reason. And so I just, yeah, I'm very passionate about bringing that kind of focus to women's minds about their own bodies. Like they are a good thing. And I hate that you know, people have grown up feeling that amount of shame toward them. Man, I had chills when you're talking about that because I, I just know, like I've experienced that myself and also as someone who's experienced trauma, but even before that, like just feeling uncomfortable in my body. Like I always have to be aware of how I'm making other people feel in my own body. Like it just made me feel so insecure and just overly aware of how I look and, oh, I should dress like this. I should look like that in my body or my body isn't good. And like all these feelings that not just the church, but society as a whole is giving us these messages. And it is very overwhelming to be a woman and to be feeling all of those things. And then suddenly be in the context of marriage where you're expected to just celebrate your bodies and, and let your husband know on that. Like, it's just a very big switch. And so I think it's really cool that you mentioned you've had these conversations with your husband, because I'm really curious how it's played a role kind of in your marriage dynamic, or have you even seen it play a role in your marriage dynamic? And how do you navigate that as a couple? Absolutely. And I didn't really realize how much of an impact it had on Dustin and me in our marriage until, um, honestly, until we had sex for the first time. So he and I were both virgins when we got married. It was two personal decisions that we wanted to make and then going into marriage. And I remember the first night after our wedding, you know, we finally had sex and, you know, society tells us, and even the church in a way, they tell us that sex, well, one, the church tells us that sex is not good until it is, which is what we were just saying. Like, you should stay completely clear of sex. It is, it has no benefits for you. It's a sin. It's, it's looked down upon premarital sex in the eyes of the Lord. Like don't touch it. And then society in Hollywood tells you sex is the best thing ever. There is nothing better than sex. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so you're just like, what? I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember after our wedding night, we just had sex for the first time and it was weird. I mean, come on. It's not good. <laughs> you got to learn. You got to learn. And it's great. And I'm all for that. And thank God you get to learn things and it gets a lot better. I, I assure you, any virgin out there, like, it'll get better. But yeah. I remember having this experience and I remember thinking like, one, ow, that hurt. Two, like, what just happened? I'm also feeling like this moment of, oh my gosh, I've been a virgin for 24 years and now I'm married and I just had sex. And why am I feeling guilt with my husband? Mm. And I remember meeting Dustin in the bathroom because he was in there a while after we got done. And I was like, what is happening? So I went into the bathroom and he was just standing in front of the mirror, just like looking at himself and like, pale as can be. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I feel a lot of shame right now. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to talk about this. And from that point forward, Hannah, I mean, probably for the first year or so of our marriage, Dustin and I had a really tough time separating purity culture and the negative effects that it had on us growing up and our now sex within marriage. And it took a lot of, honestly, just like conversations and like, it took a lot of prayer with the Lord and really discovering like the goodness of sex. And, um, yeah, so that was a big process for us and we've talked it out and now, you know, we're six years in and our perspectives on sex have just almost done a complete 180. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's kind of where we're at now and it's gotten much better. But I do remember those first couple of years after being married that we were like, this is bad. And I think that really opened both yeah. of our eyes up to the fact that, um, you know, purity culture did have a negative effect more so than we even thought. It's so interesting because I have talked to so many women who have had the same experience. And I think it's just so powerful that you and Dustin were able to talk about it right from the beginning, because I feel like there's got to be so many women, or at least I felt this way where I, I just felt like maybe there was something wrong with me. Like I should have enjoyed it more, or it should have been more magical. And like all of these expectations, like you said, and so I felt like, oh, I shouldn't even talk about it because I don't want to make things weird or awkward or I like, I don't want to add to <laughs> the mess of things, you know, um, if that makes sense. But I, I'm curious, do you have any advice for dating couples or people who are newly married going into this? Like, how can we start having the conversations ahead of time that better prepare us for a healthy sexual relationship and marriage? That's a really good question, Hannah. And I wanted to validate your um, thoughts as a new bride. What you were saying is like, I don't want to make things awkward. I don't want to add to this. Like maybe we'll just get through it and it'll yeah. be fine. Um, I think that's also another effect maybe that purity culture has had more on more so on women than on men is that since we know from a young age that men are more sexual quotes, right? Like men are more sexual. Yeah. So like, maybe this isn't weird for him. And if it's weird for me, and if I bring it up, or if it's like, if I'm feeling shame, he's probably not because he's grown up a man feeling more sexual than me. Like, I don't know, you just get all of these like mixed signals and mixed emotions because we as women are not supposed to be as sexual. And so we just assume that our husbands aren't feeling that, you know, and that is just it's not true. And I think that you've learned that now, like going into marriage, you're like, no way. Like one, I'm a woman and I can be just as sexual as my husband. And that's great. And let's talk through right. that. Um, but two, I think, you know, with it, with everything, communication is key. And so that would, that is the advice that I would give couples who are engaged to be married or, um, who are waiting to have sex till they're married or new couples who are experiencing this already, new married couples, is that communicate. <laughs> like, just talk about it. Because I promise you, I have found that within my marriage, if I'm having, like, my husband knows me better than anyone. I know him better than anyone. Chances are, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling any kind of weird emotion, or if you're feeling shame, or if you're feeling like, oh, our sex life could be better in this area or that area, you just got to talk about it. 
you have to talk about it because chances are for all the new brides out there specifically like he knows you and he probably senses that something's wrong or he probably senses that you're feeling this yeah. way anyway and so just bringing that to light i think helped him feel validated and caring for you like he wants to and so yeah i would just advise communication over everything and then on top of that like don't be afraid to experiment with different things like i don't know i know this isn't a sex podcast but it it doesn't hurt to just trust the confines of marriage and that that is a, that's very sacred and like if you want to try something fun in the bedroom freaking do it if you want to buy some lingerie just like wear around running errands and then come home to your honey like do it i just feel like that's another thing that I've had to really learn and kind of um, detach from purity culture growing up is that like sex can be fun, like an intimacy can be fun mm. and it doesn't have to be this like dreaded topic or like this really like heightened, scary thing. Um, play, play, like just play, you know, like have some fun and do things and talk to each other and send nudes and do all the fun stuff and it'll <laughs> it'll work out it'll be okay. Don't take it so seriously, I guess, in that, yeah. in that regard. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like that is a big piece of at least my personal experience with purity culture is that it was so serious. And I think there's a difference between sex being sacred, which it is, and sex being such a serious and like off limits kind of thing until you're there. And then it's like this I don't know, like this huge weight of like, ah, I don't even know what to do with it. Like it is sacred, but it is also beautiful and fun, like you said. And I think that even helps heal our body image when we are in a safe, in the confines of marriage. Like what a perfect place to grow and heal from all the body shame, even that's associated with purity culture, because then we have somebody else who's involved in the process who is loving and celebrating us the way it was designed to be. And that is just incredible. Like that's just such an awesome thing that I feel like doesn't get emphasized as much, but I wish it was. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, that's such a good point, Hannah, because Dustin and I, I mean, we, we talk about everything all the time. Like I love having conversations with Dustin because he has such like grounded feedback. Um, he's a very like logical thinker. And so I just love to hear like his, his thoughts on things. But we were talking about um, purity culture and how how it almost feels growing up. Like I remember growing up feeling like I don't really struggle with anything but sexual temptation. You know, it was like the end all be all. Like if I lose my virginity, yeah, I might as well quit Christianity <laughs> because that is yeah. that is the weight that you feel though is just like this end all be all. As a preteen teenager, the only thing you really need to worry about is your purity. That's it. And it's like, well, what the heck? I was struggling with other things too. You know, I was struggling with insecurities, yeah, with body right. image, with even outside of that, like gossip and wanting to fit in and, you know, feeling weakened in this area or that area. But I feel like the only thing that was expressed to me as a teen was just protect your body. Don't think lustful thoughts about anybody else. And oh man it was like yeah this heavy weight and then you get into marriage and you're like this has to be serious you know <laughs> like 
this is a very serious matter. Right. And and like what you're saying, like, yes, it's very serious. I feel like it is a beautiful part of marriage. Keyword being it's a part of marriage. It is not entirely what your marriage is about. And I also going on top of that, like even apart from the church, like society, look at every sitcom ever, Hannah, you see a disgruntled husband who just wants sex and you have a wife not willing to give it to him and is nagging him. Like this is, this is our society. This is our culture. Who's just like, sex is everything. Sex is the motivator. I will give my husband sex if he will do this for me. And it's just like, what is, what is happening? This is wild, right? Like our views of sex is just, I feel like it's twisted. And I, and I remember for a long time, even now, I like want to tally up how many times a month Dustin and I have sex, because if we don't have it this many times, like, is our marriage a sham, you know? And that's so ridiculous. (laughs) And then going back to grounded Dustin, he's just like, yo, you need to stop keeping tallies. Like we've had a busy week, Callan. It's okay. Like chill out. And he has to really remind me because I feel like that's the, the remnants of even just societal pressure and purity culture, putting that on me, that if I don't serve my husband in this way, this many times a week, then I'm not being a good wife. And like, if I don't give it to him, he's going to get it elsewhere. I don't know. It's just this whole twisted, I think, view on like what sex is. And I'm even still learning just like what we were going back to saying, like, I'm just learning to still have fun with it and treat it as like, this is fun. This can be exciting. And it, we don't need to put so much pressure on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. 100%. I feel like there should not be so much pressure because it it is like it, the way it's designed to be is this really special experience that you get to continue growing and building with the person that you love throughout your lifetime. Like that's so special. There doesn't have to be a pressure on it. And man, I just, I, you mentioned about how, especially as a teenager, you feel like we've got all these other things going on. Right. But then sexual sin is the one thing that's like this secret thing that nobody talks about. Like, don't do it. Don't feel it. Don't talk about it kind of thing that kind of makes it off limits to even discuss. And so even for me, I was dealing with a lot of other things, you know, depression, eating disorders, all this stuff. And I felt like there were resources for that as, you know, being a girl, but everything else, like there were no talks really to prepare me and set me up for success with my sexuality and body image and sex and marriage. So I'm curious because I know you said this at the beginning. I want to reiterate our purpose is not to bash the church or what they've done through purity culture because it was good intentions, but we really just want to have this conversation because there are good things about it. And I I think that we can really pull from that to better equip women moving forward. So what do you think are some practical ways that we as women can start embracing our bodies and a healthy sexuality inside or outside of marriage. This could be for anybody who's listening, but, um, yeah. Like, what do you think are some practical things we can do going forward? I think that, um, a a practical way starting out, if you're feeling any kind of shame about your body or about your sexuality is to, I don't know. Cause like for me personally speaking, Mine was always like, I love fashion. I want to wear 
a mini skirt or I want to wear a plunging neckline, but I would always feel guilty about doing that. And so if that is anyone out there, like, I feel like that's a good place to start. Wear what you want to wear. <laughs> like, don't be so worried about causing this person or that person to stumble in quotes, you know, um, like wear the bikini to the beach, you know, wear a bikini cheeks out, do it. Like, I just feel like we put so much taboo around the female body specifically. And it's like, let's break that stigma. You guys, let's do this because I, I feel like, um, growing up in a culture where you had to wear shorts that were at least, you know, three inches above the knee or lower. Um, yes, that was always a big struggle for me as a team because I loved the fashion trends going around, you know? So I would say, start with that. Like wear, wear the sexy top out to dinner one night, wear the, the shorter dress that you may not have normally worn and really just like, look at yourself and speak kindly. Like, look at yourself in that miniskirt and say it out loud. Write affirmations on your mirror. Um, I actually have my clients prep the week before their session, audibly speaking affirmations about their bodies and their minds and who they are out loud. So I feel like that's another thing that they can do, that people can do to just start embracing their bodies and who they are. Like, look at yourself naked in the mirror. Don't be afraid of that you know, and yeah, just speak kindly to yourself. Um, of course, if I didn't say this, I'd be crazy. Book a boudoir session. <laughs> like, I don't even care if it's yes. with me <laughs> and Hannah, I want to actually, if it's okay, like ask you, like, cause you, Hannah, you shot with me last year and I think our session was great and I had so much fun with you. And, um, how do you feel that a boudoir session even like changed your own perspective about your body and your sexuality and your, your body image? I love that. And I'm glad you asked because that is something that I have never really talked about because honestly, for me, even it's really taboo and I'm a married woman and my husband is the only person who's seen those pictures, you know, like those were for him. And it's not something that I'm just going to blast for everybody to see because it's not like, that's not even the heart of it. But I think for me, it was really freeing. Because number one, it was something I was terrified to do. And I just kind of wanted to dissect that a little bit. Like why, b besides the fact that it's modeling like more uncomfortably than I ever have, like what is it about this that makes me feel so weird? And I think it's just because there was so much shame around my body. And you guys know I've shared that I've experienced um, struggles with eating disorders and abuse and other traumas in my past that have added to the already there pressure of women to have perfect bodies, right? And so for me, it was this just, just kick in the mouth to all of that junk that was keeping me feeling that shame about my body because especially after becoming a mom, oh my gosh, like that just adds to the mess and all the feelings of like, oh my gosh, my body's never going to be good enough and all of that. So for me, even though I did it for Christopher, it was even more for myself because I lost sight of how good my body is. And it, I just got into this routine where my default was constantly comparing myself to other women, constantly tearing myself down and complaining about what, what's wrong about me. Right. And so I think for me, it was just this really awesome way to get me seeing myself right again. And I think that's what's so powerful about what you do. And I'm sure that's been the experience of pretty much every woman you've worked with. 
because I just know for me looking at the pictures, it was like seeing myself for the first time because, you know, we, we see ourselves all the time and it's so easy. Like my eyes just dart to those places that I am dissatisfied with. And I can list off all the things that are wrong with myself, but when somebody else is framing you and like showing you how they see you and the pieces of you that are just so amazing and beautiful. Like, yeah, it brings you to tears because it's so uncommon for women to see themselves that way. And to even have someone else be pointing out those things, like it's just, it's a really life-changing experience. And I hold on to that so much because I, I still go back to that default setting of like, ugh. I need to lose some weight. Like I need to do this, this, and this, or I wish this looked different or I, you know, like all of those issues because I don't know, at least for me, no, I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody. Like we're constantly getting enough messages about what's wrong with us and what we need to change. Right. So I think for me, having a source that was speaking truth, truth to me and having something that I can go back to in those moments where I am being more negative is a major anchor for me as I move forward in learning to love my body better and see my body better, um, especially in the context of marriage and sex. You know, like we can't get enough of that as women. <laughs> well, I totally agree. And I think going, Hannah, one, I just love that. I'm like tearing up right now because I'm like, <laughs> yes, like this is a huge deal, right? Like, sure, it's one thing to just like take photos of women and, or, you know, if you're in a session or if I'm, I'm in a session, I had a session done back years ago and I've had a couple done since then, but like, I, I can relate, like, you know, you have pretty pictures done. You're like, oh yeah, sexy nudes. Woohoo. But then like, it's, it kind of sneaks up on you where you're like, wait, this is so much bigger than that. Like I'm seeing myself in my most vulnerable state. And I think what you were saying too, like, I'm also realizing that like this other person sees beauty in me enough to where they captured it you know, and that's huge. And I think even going back to the practical things that we can do as women to love our bodies better and to have a more positive body image is looking at those curves, looking at the dimples and the cellulite and, you know, all of the the hip dips. Are you kidding me? Like, these are things that society tells you (laughs) are wrong. And I'm like, it makes no sense to me, but like looking at those things and being like, okay, for lack of a better word, screw what society says. And let me just look at me for who I am and appreciate my body and all that it has done for me, you know? And I think that's when we finally turn this corner of like that little extra weight doesn't matter. Those, you know, wrinkles in my tummy doesn't matter because my body is serving me so well. And it tries to protect me the best way it knows how. And for all the moms out there, like it's birthed beautiful babies and like, yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's, it's bigger than that. And I think it's a mind shift, you know, we can look at our bodies all day long. Um, and you know, even pick out the good things about them. But until we understand that, like my body is so much more than what society is telling me is perfect. You know, it is, it is mine and it is doing something good for me. And so I think that that has helped me anyway, just on this journey and even like witnessing other women feel the same way. It's been a huge indicator for the shift that I've had in my mind coming up, you know, from this shameful place of my body is crap and then coming from 
like then shifting toward like, oh, let me embrace my body. But wait, society's telling me that I have to have what cup size, what waist size, what hip size. Okay. And then finally getting to a place of peace with my body and saying, my body's going to fluctuate in weight and size and shape. And it's fine because my body is mine and it's doing something amazing for me. That's so true. It is a mind shift, but it's so hopeful even to hear you talk about it because I know for me, I've experienced similarly how when I had an eating disorder or even besides that, as a young girl, like feeling like I needed to look a certain way, like I never would have thought I would come to this place that I am with my body. And I'm still not there yet, but I am definitely a long way from where I was, where I just could not stand to even look at my own body. Now I've come to this place of appreciation and it continues to grow. And it's just so cool. Cause I know there are so many young girls, especially who are feeling that pressure more than ever. And there's just so much hope like there, it doesn't have to be that way forever. Like you really can get to a place where you love and appreciate your body, not just for how it looks, but for what it offers you. And I'm just, I just love that about what you said. So as we're closing, is there anything else that you would want to say to the woman who is really struggling with her body image or sexuality right now? Of course. Um, I think that the obvious answer is be kind, speak kindly to yourself, speak kindly to other women around you, speak about other women around you in a kind way, in an uplifting way. I think that it's very easy for us to elevate ourselves by putting other people down. And I think that if you really pay attention to how you're feeling about yourself and other women around you, um, you will realize that maybe that's affecting you more than you think. Um, I know it's very easy mm -hmm. to get intimidated, like what you were saying and compare ourselves to other people and yeah. say, well, at least mine is better than hers or, you know, whatever the case may be. Just try and look at yourself first, right? Like inward out and understand that one, we're all women and we're all in this together. <laughs> like we're all, we are all struggling with some sort of body image and it is not an overnight thing. And I think even it's a daily practice of speaking kindly to yourself and others. So I think that's really important um, to do. And also to realize that your body is not where your worth lies right? Like, mm. I think it's so easy for us to look at our appearance and say, well, I'm about a six. That's pretty good. You know, like there's my worth right there. I'm a six, I'm a number, you know? And it's like, well, no, let's, let's instead say, how am I going to treat people? How am I going to love people? Well, um, how am I going to love myself? Well, my friends, well, my family, well, and I think if you take the focus off of just living each day for how you look and instead living each day through how you love, um, you will then see that the rest will kind of follow in, in tow. So, um, I think that's, that's some good advice that even myself I've been learning is that if I, you know, just worry about how I'm loving people and loving myself well and loving God well, um, that the rest just kind of, it, it takes shape. And then you're able to see yourself in a more loving way because you're operating out of a place of love. Oh my gosh. That's so good. All of this was just so good. I, I'm so thankful for your willingness to come and share. 
I'm so thankful for your vulnerability and sharing your own story and experience because I know this is a touchy topic, but I just know it's also one that needs to be talked about more. So thank you so, so much. And where can everybody connect with you and get more of this from you after this conversation? Oh, yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm like tearing up and like sweating in the best way. Because <laughs> like, I'm just so passionate about this. And I'm like, yes, like we're talking about it. This is great. So Hannah, just thank you again for having yes. me. And if everybody else wants to follow along with my jibber jabber, <laughs> um, they can find me uh, on Instagram at Calenbree Boudoir. Um, and I have a website and that's www.calenbreeboudoir.com. You guys definitely need to go follow Callan because she is facilitating conversations like this on her social media all the time. And what she's doing is some really beautiful and incredible work for women. And trust me, you need to be a part of it. So thank you again, Callan. I really appreciate all you're doing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.